Welcome to Gia's Italian Kitchen's podcast, where we share episodes and tips with you from our most amazing family recipes of Northern Italy. We do things differently. No more having to guess at internet recipes or rewind TV shows. We chop, dice, and create together and prepare you ahead of time. Let's get cooking. Okay, so Tim, we're waiting for the potatoes to cool. Tell us what's going on at the orchestra. Well, um, it's been a tough year. Uh, It's been a tough couple years for obvious reasons. Um, Not alone in that the performing arts have been uh, hit pretty hard uh, because if there's no audience, there is no art. And if there's no audience, there's also no income. If there's no income, there's no projects. And so it's a vicious circle. Um, I'm happy to say that the orchestra's been very fortunate. Our, um, our, Our patrons have been extraordinary generous and very patient. With us, so we've we've managed last year very well, even though we didn't play any programs. We were, you know, you're going to hear me say something that you never hear. I want to thank the federal government uh, for Triple P and for um, uh, what's the uh, sequestered uh, shuttered shuttered venue uh, grants. Um, they've saved not only Orchestra Iowa, they saved the arts. Orchestras across the world, arts across the yeah. world. Yeah, um, and. Um, I'd be yeah. remiss to say that. You never hear people thank the federal government. I am very much grateful for the, how they, they pitched in. Yeah. Um, this year, uh, we have pretty much um, gone forward with a pretty much normal year. We, we didn't have to cancel any of our performances. Um, as this is being taped, Omicron is, is people are very, being very concerned about that. We got most of our performances done right before Christmas, just as it, as people as it was coming on on yeah. uh, on people's radar. So I think we thread the needle really well. January we're not doing really anything except a couple of chamber concerts, um, and then our next concert, our masterworks, is in well, our next first pops concert's in February, and I'm thinking that's kind of going to be on the downside of things. So I think we might actually. Uh, I wish I could take credit for having such great foresight foresight with all this, but I think we just lucked out and had a great season. What is clear to me that is that people are really sick of this, and they really, really want to come out yeah. uh, and, and spend a night out. Yeah. Uh, and so our audiences have been fantastic, actually. That's so, excellent. Yeah. Well, the ones that we've been to, it's, it's mind-blowing, and it's amazing when you're in the it's Hall of Mirrors to see the people. Yeah. They just keep coming, and they keep coming. So. Right. You know, to all of you out there that have that have been to the orchestra, you know what an amazing experience it is. But if you have not, um, you know, you should really take a look at the schedule and find one. You know, maybe it's a pops, maybe it's a classical, maybe it's something else. But find something that piques your interest and get into the Paramount Theater because it is, it's a gem. It's a, an amazing, beautiful building and it's the home of Orchestra Iowa. Yes. And you, you, you cannot replace live music. What surprises me is after the uh, after the flood of 2008 and the theater was restored, there are still people who have lived in Cedar Rapids for like yeah. generations, never visited the Paramount, yeah. Yeah. and they don't know what they're missing. It is it is a, an architectural. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It is yeah. uh, So just for the beauty of the place, and you know, I understand that not everybody's a symphonic uh, music fan. Uh, I don't know Thank how you. or why you could say that to me personally, <laughs> to my face. But I, but I get it. You think that symphonic music isn't for you because usually what's keeping people away is that they're worried that, that they don't know anything, and they're worried that they're clapping the wrong point or that, uh, you know, the, the, their, their neighbor sitting next to them is going to look at them weird if 
the rituals of the concert, the concert experience. That's all garbage. And that may have been true before I came here, but uh, you know, if you want to clap, go ahead and clap. So I, interesting story. So Lisa um, Pantan was uh, here for some of the holiday. Um, so Lisa, hi, hope you're watching this. Um, and she stayed with us yes. um, for that week. And um, we talked about the funnest things. We had just a wonderful week. But one of the things that she mentioned was that back, and I don't remember exactly, exactly when it was, maybe the 1700s, 1800s, 1600s, I don't know, that, that um, the, the clapping was, like there's a big story to the clapping. Oh yeah, oh yeah. To what it used to be. Right, so, <laughs> applause. <laughs> So if you've ever gone to community theater and you know who you are, <laughs> there's people who are like cheering and, and rat and raven all the time. And that is a time-honored uh, tradition uh, from the Middle Ages, meaning that they used to pay people to come in and clap. They would pay people to clap for the villain. They would pay people oh. to clap for the heroine or the hero. Okay. And, and they would, and in fact, if, if a, a young singer or actor wanted to create to build their 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 career, they would go to specialists who would say, "Okay, well, for you know, for fifty bucks, I will get to thirty people who will cry during oh, your aria." Funny. Oh, yeah. So people are like standing up, crying, booing, hissing. I mean, the show was in the audience, not on stage. Oh, funny. And then, um, and then in Mozart's time, um, they would show their appreciation with applause, obviously. But a symphony was considered a flop if they didn't applaud between the movements. Not only okay. that, if they didn't applaud long enough or loud enough to cause them to repeat the movement. Oh, wow. The, the, the composer thought, oh, this is a flop. Oh, you know, I mean, okay. that's, that's the power of applause. And so that changed um, at the beginning of the 20th century with lighting. And a guy by the name of Wagner wanted people to like focus their energies on the stage because for the longest time, People would go to the concert, not for what was going on on stage, but they'd go there to gamble, they would go oh. to socialize, they'd go there to drink, uh, there'd even be a bordello on the side. I mean, everything was going on as well as what was going on on stage. Okay. And so Wagner said, no, 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 you're going to watch the program. And so that's when they invented lowering the lights. Oh. And that's when he insisted on don't clap. Oh. And it worked because everyone was used to clapping all the time. And so when they stopped clapping, there, there's all this pent-up energy. Then they would just go absolutely nuts at the end of a concert. Um, well, that worked back then, but now it doesn't work at all. And people don't understand the idea of movements. Like, um, so when you go to a symphony, there's, any, you know, there's usually maybe three or four movements. And a movement to a symphony is like chapters to a book. But how do you know if you're if you if you're at the orchestra and you you're not familiar with the piece? How would I know when to clap? How would I know when it was the movement? Right. Unless you know the piece, you look at the you look at the the program, the program. And, you'll see, and you'll see symphony <laughs> okay. number five, movement one, two, three, four. And okay. You know, it's like, hey, just, just okay. don't don't applaud until the end of the symphony. Okay. <laughs> but you know that even that doesn't work very well, nor should it. But. The thing about multi-movements, which is so out of step with today's culture, is we, we, everything you hear on the radio is about three minutes, and it's a song, and there's words to it, there's concrete meaning to it, and then it's done. Mm -hmm. Song stops, piece is over. And so that's why people think when the music stops, the piece must be over. 
Where in fact, back yeah. then, yeah. movements are like chapters of a book. The book isn't over yet. Okay. You still have to figure out who killed it, who, you know, you know, who, who, who done it at the end of the, uh, of the mystery. So that's kind of why music, classical music is out of step. Plus, it's also long. I mean, yeah. our attention spans have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So yeah. you have to come to my concert. <laughs> so that not only is the brilliance of our music making, but you know the power of my personality to explain to you what's going on, and 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 not be judgmental if you don't know what's going on. Because many of like, listen, I've spent 50 years of my life learning my craft. I still don't know it all. You know, and, none and of so, us do. So I've, if, I've so spent you, that too. So, in my so if you think you're going to go to a concert hall and understand classical music after three concerts? No, it's it's gonna take you five. It's it's an investment of time. But you know what makes you unique? So again, plugging. If you have not been to an orchestra concert with Tim Hankowitz, and you've been to an orchestra concert anywhere else in the entire world, you still need to come to one of these at Orchestra Iowa. And I will tell you why. When I first got here, it was probably what ten years ago that I started um, at, at the orchestra. And what Tim does is before a piece. He will turn around and face the audience, and he will tell you what the next piece is. He will tell you a little bit about what the composer was thinking about or what was going on in his life when he wrote the piece and what you might feel or what you might hear during that piece. But you educated me so much, and, the, and just sitting at a concert was so much more meaningful to listen to it because you had that little intro at the beginning that most conductors, they don't, they don't, they don't do that at all. And so um, to, to just get an introduction to classical music, um, he's the man. It's also uh, giving yourself permission not to like something. <laughs> no, just, be, just because you know, string players are playing something and it's classical music doesn't mean it's necessarily good. I'm, I'm not going to admit exactly what, but there's a lot of stuff that, uh, out there in the standard repertoire that I hate. I don't really. Like, I don't like it. No, it's not. You know, I you know I understand that it's. I understand why it's great. It just doesn't really um, appeal to my uh -huh. sensibilities. So it's okay not to like a piece, but so long as you know why you don't like it. Okay. You know, and if and if you've taken the time to hear it a couple times yeah. and you still don't like it, you've got permission not to like it. Okay. You know, but if 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 you if you if you spend thirty minutes, thirty seconds at it, um, and you've only heard it once, and you say and you make a snap judgment. Yeah, it's not gonna. That doesn't convince me because um, classical music is one of these things that uh, it's an investment. The more you put into it, the more it's gonna, the more it's gonna pay right. back to you. And it's that yeah. investment that keeps audiences away because it's that's not how our our culture is uh, is designed right now. Well, and let's talk about that. Let's expand on that because you know when I. Um, you know, pre-COVID, so let's throw COVID out the sure. window for a minute. Actually, hold that thought, because yeah. I'm going to put, because this is getting good here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my uh, wife here. Can oh, you, we need to move the potatoes. Yeah, can you? Thanks for joining Gia's Italian Kitchen's podcast, where we connect you to loved ones through Italian food. If you'd like to see some past episodes, you can jump on our YouTube channel, Gia's Italian Kitchen, or we've posted the link down in these podcast notes. And for upcoming events and lots of recipes, you can visit our website at giastellingkitchen.biz, B-I-Z. And if you would like to leave us some comments or requests for this upcoming year, 2023, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email, kelly at giastellingkitchen.biz, or 
send us a note in our website. Talk to you soon. Let's get cooking.